Hey, Tim. Hey, Dan. Mm. Do you want to hear a joke? I do. What does a baby computer call its father? What? Data. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out in my head. I was like, something to do with bits or bytes. I don't know. Data. 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 <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk, 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 you with the two drunk Tims. Yes, we two are drunk the Tims two drunk Tims. I was actually going to introduce us as um, uh, D Fizzle and T Dog, <laughs> and we're the gangster accountants today. But um, decided against it. I just watched Straight Outta Compton. Yeah, as well. Yeah, it was really good. We are we are straight out of Wyong. Straight out of Wyong. Straight out of Wyong. Where yesterday mm. you saw someone running through the streets of Wyong being chased by the police. I did. It was out the front of the office. <laughs> I was. You're like, hey, that's that's a quiet John. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing with all those folders under his arms? <laughs> The tax office, they're coming down hard on people, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> the doorbell rang, we didn't answer it. <laughs> no, that's why we have cameras now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, classic. Tim? What, what is, is the Tim and Dan What's the Tim and Dan <laughs> What is? Just scatting. Scatting at the end there. There's going to be a lot of that today, actually. Good, I like scat. I'm a, I'm a scat man. Uh, how was your week, Tim? Yeah, pretty good. It started actually on a very big low, though. Oh, no. The Bombers. The they Bombers. Bombed. They, well, we've actually played really well. Mm. So, we played Collingwood, one mm. of our traditional rivals. Yep. We were down by 37 points a quarter time. We'd kicked one solitary behind mm. to their 38 points. That is no good. Yeah, but mm. we came back, Dan. Mm. And with 10 minutes to go, we were up by 21 points. Wow. Huge turnaround. With 10 minutes to go. We were killing it. <laughs> and then we lost. <laughs> and not only did we lose, Dan, we had a shot mm. with a minute left on the clock. Mm. And the guy who had the shot, his name's Harry Jones. Yep. Usually a pretty reliable shot for goal. He's mm. only in his second year of playing. Mm-hmm. Kicked it from right in front, 40 meters out, hit the post. Oh, no. And in the meantime, our team were all getting ready to celebrate with him. Mm. They didn't set up defensively. So Collingwood had a kick out and they went coast to coast, got got a mark in their forward 50, like right on the boundary line. Yep. And then the siren went as he strolled in to have a shot and he like nailed it. And they won by four points. Uh, it was like, uh, it was tough. actually an amazing finish. I wasn't really that upset. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it felt very hollow mm. because we'd played so well just to lose in the dying moments. That's a shame. Mm. That's a shame for you and your team. I feel for you. And I probably won't think about it again. Just put it, <laughs> <laughs> shock it down as a flirting. It's a flirting for them. Mm. Yeah. Kick straighter. Kick straight or set up your defense. Mm. Like if there's a minute left, that's just like because they, AFL 101 did. I would have done that. They've the lost. Weekend. They've lost a lot of times. Yeah, uh, that way. Uh, well, I, I've been to games where they've lost like that. Look, I'm assuming a professional sporting team practices mm. where you're up by one point mm. with a minute to play. Yeah, you've got to practice that. 
Uh, actually, I'm not sure the Bombers would practice being up <laughs> yeah. at any point. We were too busy yeah. practicing being down. Yeah. By one they don't know how to handle that yeah. Yeah, <laughs> when they're about to win. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> what about you, Dan? Um, uh, this week, uh, just the usual stuff, plugging away. Um, I'm wearing new shoes today, Tim. Ooh, uh, nice. I don't know if you noticed, I've coordinated wow. shirt and shoes yeah. today. Look Fashion. I'm, I'm very fashionable. We should have gone the full body days. length video today. Yeah. People. I mean, I can show everyone on the video if you're watching. <laughs> He's going to take his shoe off. Nice. Nice. Coordinated. Yeah, they always say... Shoes and shirts hmm. should always match. Yeah, that's that's the that. saying I've heard. No, shoes and shirts. Okay. Shoes and shirts. Is um is is it usually said as a positive thing? Matchy matchy. Yeah, yeah. Matchy yeah. matchy. Matchy matchy. Yeah. yeah. Wow, Dan, you're really matchy matchy today. Yeah. Some people that's positive. Some people say it should be belt and shoes. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> well, you can't have a green belt. I'm fashion forward. Unless you're like yeah. got one of those SMP belts. I do York. actually have one in this color. <laughs> <laughs> that's not even a joke. <laughs> Why? Why do you have an SMP belt? In, in the pool, you like you're talking about like the metal one, and you pull it yeah. along, and then you yeah yeah I've got one. You still got that? Oh yeah, I rock it from time to time. <laughs> I told you, I'm fashion forward. It's probably a collector's item. It's a hip hop world, Tim. If you got on that like cheese TV Facebook channel and tried to sell your SMP belt, I feel like you would get a fair bit for that. I think you're right. If you don't know what an SMP belt is. Stop listening to the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're the wrong generation. To Get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Get out. Get out. All right, Tim, let's move on to the business update. Business update sponsored by Cats. Thank you, Cats. That's the, um, I'm, I want to introduce jingles to every segment. I think I'll record some things. I'm just going to test them out. Just do it. Just going to test them out. So that's the business update jingle. Yeah. Tim, uh, business update today. Uh, we'll probably combine with the tight ass tip. Yeah, let's do it. First of all, we can just say what the business update is mm. and then explain why it's tight ass tip. Okay, we'll do that. And then I'll do the jingle for the tight ass tip. Nice. Okay. All yeah, right. cool. Okay. So the business update today is that the um, the bill to make uh, the amendment to the bill to make electric and low emission vehicles exempt from FBT uh, has been introduced into parliament is being debated as we speak. Very exciting. That's very exciting. So if you're not sure what we're talking about, uh, one of the election promises that Labor said before they were elected was they would make electric vehicles exempt from FBT. Mm. Uh, if you're not sure what we're talking about, FBT, uh, mm. fringe benefits tax, it's the tax on non-money things that you give to your employees, essentially. Go listen to our episode, mm. which is called Motor Vehicle Tax Trap. Yes. That will explain the reasoning behind this and why we're excited yeah. about this rule change. Exactly. But it can potentially save like 10 grand a year, depending on the value of your car. It's, it's, and not only that, the, the cost of fuel savings you're going to have mm. as well. It's, it's an, if this passes... I'm buying either a plug-in hybrid because mm. I'm in the market for and a vehicle and so actually, are you. That's one of the most exciting yeah. things because um, it covers plug-in hybrids. Yes. It covers full electric vehicles as well. And hydrogen. Ah, hydrogen. Mm. They just added that one in there, did they? Yeah. Is there even hydrogen vehicles? Yeah, there is. There's is a there? few. There's a few. Is there? Mm. Yeah. You just like plug your hose in and fill it up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it, uh, the exhaust is water. Right. What you put in is straight hydrogen. There's no O. Ah, okay. So you just go to the, like the hydrogen fuel station. I think there is at petrol stations. I think there is Bullshit. there is a a nozzle for that in some. I'm not sure. I haven't looked into this, but maybe I should. 
Yeah, wow. Mm. Interesting. Maybe we should get hydrogen cars. That'd be good. Anyway, anyway yeah. yeah. That, that is the end. So the reason Titus did is because it could potentially save you a whole lot of money in either fringe benefits tax if you're paying it or employee contributions if you're making those back, which you mm. pay tax on. Mm-hmm. So it's a massive tax saving if you own an electric vehicle. Mm. Um, so... Uh, Tight ass tip. <laughs> it's time for a tight ass tip. You got that tight ass <laughs> tip. <laughs> it makes me think of the, um, you know, Kanye had that song, his workout plan. No, no, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not familiar with Kanye's that workout plan. Mm. No, go listen to it. I think by next week I'm going to have recorded some jingles. Okay. I think it's time we we, we take it up a notch. Wow. We got to elevate. We got to get some jingles happening. Jingles, tight ass tip. Mm. Uh, give me a holler <laughs> if you want to save a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, just things that go around in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can make like multiples of the same thing, but similar vibes. Yeah. That, makes sense. that seems like a lot of effort though to mix it up. Yeah, well, it's fun. Cool. So it could be something to do. All we right. can have different sets of buttons. And then we can do that. Sets. We can do that. Yeah, let's do that. We can do that. So why is it a tight ass tip, this bill that's been entered into parliament? Yeah, because it's going to save you potentially a lot of money in fringe benefits. Key thing, unfortunately, for mm. people who have already invested in a plug-in hybrid or an electric motor vehicle has to have been purchased after 1st of July, mm. apparently. I mean, that's that's subject to change because it hasn't passed through Parliament yet. But exactly, exactly. That so, kind of sucks if you already bought your Tesla. It does suck year. if you've already bought your Tesla. It, it'll be interesting to see what the final final infamous, like the final uh, bill is that gets passed and the mm. amendment and what's included and what the dates How are. How long is this going to last for? Is this forever? They said that there's an amendment period or something where they can review it in three years. Mm to see how well it's working. I feel like they're not going to give this away forever because no. so it really is a huge saving. Massive. So company cars used to be quite difficult for an employee to arrange with their employer mm-hmm. because the tax saving is so marginal. The administration around it is just too time consuming. Yep. And then what you might have to pay an accountant or someone to arrange it for you. It's just too difficult and too, too costly. But with this, I mean, the business can buy an electric vehicle claim back the GST on that vehicle. Mm-hmm. They can write off 100% of the cost of the vehicle, depending on the, the cost limit for cars. So about 60 grand they yep. can depreciate. Mm-hmm. They can provide that as a benefit to their employee who doesn't own the car. Mm-hmm. And there's no fringe benefits tax on it. Yep. So um, you could actually make an arrangement with your, your employee. You could take some money out of their pay, but before tax. So they're, they're effectively going to lose some before tax pay, which means... It's, you know, it's cheaper for them mm-hmm. because after tax, they might be earning only 60% of that. Yep. Um, and, uh, and the business is getting a lot of deductions and providing a benefit to an employee in a very tax effective way. It is a win for the environment, a win for employers and a win for employees. Yeah. And I'm for it. I'm for it. You get an electric vehicle. Yeah. You get an electric vehicle. We all get an electric vehicle. You get a hydrogen yeah. vehicle. Sorry. If you currently... Um, uh, are employed by us and you're thinking that you're going to get an electric vehicle it's unlikely <laughs> <laughs> look look if you you know if you're pumping out I don't know 100 bill by hours a week I'd yeah. be happy to do it yeah we're happy then happy to do it happy then but so um, side jingled in if you're listening yeah <laughs> we just paused <laughs> alright well uh, let's move on to our main topic mm. how about that wow we're smashing through this then. 
We are smashing through this. The main topic today is all about capital gains tax and properties. Because mm. we know you people out there, you love your properties. We get it. <laughs> we get it. So we're going to cater to you for a few episodes. And uh, yeah. this one is, do I pay tax on my house? Mm. That's the question we're answering today. And it's the first yeah. in a series of questions. Yeah. So, I mean, like a lot of people in Australia are striving towards that. That Aussie dream, mm. owning your own home. And 10 rentals. <laughs> 10 rentals. Well, that's just the add-on. Mm. Once you get the bug, mm. once you get the virus mm. um, for brick and mortar. That yeah. Is. That was actually COVID-20 in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it just compulsion to buy property. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't have been quarantining from COVID. Yeah. We should have been quarantining from the property market. We should have, we should have quarantined from the market. That's it. <laughs> It's affected a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're raising long COVID is interest rate rises. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. That's so good. So, I mean, a lot of people probably know this, mm. but maybe not really why. So this is kind of like property 101. Mm. Why don't I have to pay tax when I sell my own house? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or do I? Or do I? Yeah. And I guess people just take that for granted that we don't in Australia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the main reason for that is, and, and just to take this even back a further step, is that when you sell an asset and you make a profit on it, mm. generally you pay tax on that, yeah. and, you know, ac- across the board. So that could include like a watch, yeah. a boat, mm-hmm. a motor vehicle. Yep. It's just that often those types of assets aren't increasing in value. Yeah. So we're not as mindful of it. Yeah. Generally, there is an exemption for vehicles, for your vehicle and personal assets. Mm. But, but, but yeah, the, if you have a collector's item or something or, uh, yeah, you do well, pay tax on those things. Yeah. Or if you're business. I think even, yeah. I mean, if you're, if, if you have bought a car recently mm. just to make a profit on it. Oh, just to make a profit. Yes. If it's a profit making activity, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, you pay tax on a lot of things. You probably don't realize that you're meant to pay tax on. Mm. And selling a property is no different. And it's generally understood that if you sell a property, you pay tax on it, right? Yeah. Um, but your main residence is exempt from that. And this is probably going to the heart of like Australia's addiction with property. Yeah, actually. I think this is, this mm. is part of it. Yeah. Um, we put so much of a premium on property mm. that we don't even pay tax on our own homes that we live in that mm. go up in value. And mm. we've seen so many people make a lot of money just on their main residence yeah. as well, which is great. I'm not saying I'm against it, but it's just interesting. That's our culture here. Yeah, it is our culture here. So we're going to go through a few of the criteria of what actually makes it your main residence and when you are exempt from tax and when you're not. And then... Uh, I think we might allude to some of the times when it is no longer your main residence, Mm. which will be a future episode. Definitely. Uh, So, Tim, eligibility for a house to be your main residence, what would you think? Well, I mean, you have to live in it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It has to be your main place of residence. Yeah. Generally speaking, it actually needs to be your main dwelling. Yeah. Um, And and there are some exceptions to that. Um, But but some of the criteria here uh, that the ATO have have sort of listed out to be part of this exemption Mm. would be that you and your family would live in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your personal belongings are there. Mm. Uh, It is the address that your mail goes to. It is the address that is on the electoral roll mm-hmm. and services such as gas and power um, are connected. Mm. And then they also say the length of the time that you're there, 
uh, and whether or not you intend to occupy the home uh, are also, also relevant, relevant. And, and could form a part of it. Yeah, so there's some interesting things there um, because I guess they don't want people just saying, oh, that's my main residence mm. and I'll just sit on it for a year and hopefully it doubles in value, which sounds ridiculous, but has happened <laughs> yep. in some years recently. So, um, yeah, I guess they don't want people trying to live under that umbrella of the main residence yep. when they're just living at home or renting a place and they're not actually living in the property. Yeah, that's right. And a um, bit of noise there. Um, <clears throat> there's also a bit of criteria at like what is actually a home. Mm, yeah, so they've, they've listed what is a dwelling. What is well. a dwelling? So it's a house <laughs> or a cottage, an apartment or flat, a strata title unit, a unit in a retirement village or a caravan, houseboat or other mobile home can all be classified as your main residence. I love that houseboat's included. I like that as well. <laughs> I, I should like buy a houseboat. Yes. <laughs> yes. That'd be good. Never have issues with flooding. No. Uh, very unlikely you'll be robbed yeah. while you're out on... That's true. Remember that show Water Rats? I mean it also depends what river you're on, I guess. <laughs> Wild River. <laughs> There's certainly no um fiber to the premise. Yeah, uh, you're right. Houseboat. Yeah, you're gonna need that um Starlink, Starlink or, yeah. or the um what what is what does the ABN call it? Uh Muster. Star mm. Muster or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But Appealing uh, to the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ABN. The muster. No ABN, one likes no, the ABN. muster, and, do and, um, NBN. NBN. You're ABN. thinking of an Australian business number, do you? I am, yeah. Sorry, I got my acronyms mixed up then. <laughs> Lol. You must have had a yeah. long week. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of ex- exemptions here to the main, um, uh, the, the main residence exemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> exemptions to the exemption. Correct. Uh, if you're a mm. foreign resident. Yeah, well, that makes sense. You don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. I can see that because foreign mm. residents, is that a foreign resident for tax purposes or foreign citizens? Uh, foreign resident for tax purposes, that okay. is. So foreign resident for tax purposes is someone that doesn't spend a majority of the year in Australia and that yeah. earns their income overseas and intends to live overseas. So yep. I can see that. Yep. I can see that. But there's an interesting um, point to consider there. If your tax residency status is changing, mm. what happens to your main residence? Yep. That is another thing to consider. So if you suddenly move overseas, mm-hmm. maybe that uh, initial residence that you had becomes a taxable. Depending on if you buy a place over there and then start making a life overseas. Yep. And all you have now is that property back here. Mm-hmm. That may become an investment property. Yep. And you will potentially be taxed as a foreign tax resident. Yeah, that's right. So a couple other things to consider before we, we go in a little bit further with this is that um, uh, you also need to ensure that the property hasn't been used to produce income in mm. any way. Now, traditionally, you might think of as a rental property. And of course, a rental property is taxable. Yeah. Um, it's an investment property. Mm. Uh, but, but it could be also that you run your business from your home. Yeah, so um, that's a, that's definitely a future topic mm. which we want to discuss is running a business from home yep. and how that affects things like your main residence exemption, um, tax exemption. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, definitely. And the other thing, I mean, sometimes you know, maybe not on the central coast, yep. but more um, regional um, properties are used for generating income as an agricultural property or primary producing yeah. property. You might yeah, you might live on the farm. That's right. That's right. And so there's different rules for those types of properties too, which you need to be aware of. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So let's go into um, 
something that would be very common. You move. So you had a property, it mm. was your main residence, and then you move. Mm. What happens then? Well, it depends, Dan, because are you moving to a place that you've bought? Mm-hmm. Are you moving to a place that you're going to rent? Yeah, that's right. So a, a lot of people will talk about it's the six-year rule. Mm. You, you hear that thrown around a lot. The six-year rule. Oop, hit the microphone. Six-year mm. rule. I was too expressive. You hit that. I hit that. Mm. Um, and essentially what this is, is that for up to six years um, after you move out of a residence, mm. it can still be considered your main residence for mm. CGT purposes. And this is a really good one mm. um, for people who may relocate for work purposes um, or decide that they have, as an example, a family member they could live with. Yep. Um, so the key thing here though is it needs to have been your main residence in the first place. Yeah, that's you right. Can't, you can't just buy an investment property, call it your main residence and never have lived there yeah. or relocated to that location. So if you're looking to like rent vest, for mm, instance, you're yep. going to buy your first property and it's an investment property rather than somewhere you're going to live in, that isn't your main residence. It's an investment property. Mm. Um, so timing starts to become really tricky yeah. with this main residence exemption. Um, it's really most valuable when you haven't used it as an investment property first. Yep. And it was first your main residence. That's right. So in this example, we're going to give, let's say I move, I buy a house, I move into it. I live there for a number of years. It is my main residence. Mm. Uh, But then I decide to go live closer to family in Perth. Yep. And I move to Perth and I'm just renting a property over there. Yeah. And I rent out my home here. Cool. For six years, as long as I don't have another main residence Mm. because I'm just living with family or I'm renting or I'm traveling or whatever, Um, this is still my main residence, uh, sorry, my main residence exemption for tax purposes. Still applies. It still applies to that property and I could move back into it and continue to live in it with no problem. Yeah. And also interestingly, if you weren't generating an income from your main residence, then yep. it's unlimited. Yeah. So um, you could do it for 20 years. That'd yep. be pretty... It's a weird circumstance. Yeah. So in that circumstance, you go travel the world for 20 years and you never rent out that home. Imagine the dust on the floor when you go back. You come back and you've got this little house and you're like, oh "Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot to leave food for the dog. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so it's uh, indefinitely as long as it's not used to produce income. Yeah. Which is, which is very interesting. I mean, that's really good if you can afford to do that. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, uh, the key to this one is though, is that you can't have another property that becomes your main residence. Yeah. So if you then went and bought another main residence, mm-hmm. you need to decide um, which dwelling is going to be in inverted commas, your main residence. Yep. Because you actually could keep the original or you could change it to the new one. And there's like a changeover period time of six months as well. Yeah, exactly. Um we can we can dive into that and some examples maybe in a, in a future episode. I want to do a worked case study in yeah, that one because it's actually super interesting. It is super interesting, but but just so, so you all know, if you move out of a of your main residence mm. uh, and you rent it out to someone and you don't have another main residence uh, for that period of up to six years, it can still be tax exempt. Now, what if you move into another home just quickly and that becomes your main residence? There's a six-month grace period, essentially. Um, So if you move into another home and it becomes your main residence and it's going to be your permanent home and exempt from capital gains, then there is a six-month period in which you can sell the other house and you don't pay tax. So technically, you could bring in people to rent your previous house for up to six months and you could sell that 
under the main residence tax exemption Correct. and not pay any tax, which is really nice because in your tax return, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Correct. Now, so that's that's just some some broad broad understanding there. Broad brush. Broad brush. I'm painting. You were just I'm putting a big coat. Yeah. We haven't done yeah. the edging. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> so there's going to be uh, no tax for your main residence as long as it is your main residence and always was your main residence. Mm. If you move out for six years and you rent it and you don't have another main residence, it's still exempt. Yeah. And there's a six month period between when you buy it your next home and this home in which you can sell it and it'd be tax exempt. Pretty cool. That's what we've covered today. Some of the interesting cases, uh, what happens when you build a granny flat? What happens when you subdivide a property and which property, which subdivision does it apply to then? What happens if you're using Airbnb to rent a room out? What happens? Yeah, exactly. Uh, What happens if, um, yeah, you do live on a farm or you have those bigger properties or you run a business from home. And and I'm not not talking just about working from working from home. This is if your business place of business business is your home. So there's an office. This is, this is that house where there's an office out the front and customers come and visit you like hairdressers or there's signage. There's all sorts of, it is your place of business. Financial planners. Yep. See it all the time with them. Yep. Exactly. Maybe doctors. What is it? They don't really do that anymore. Home surgery. Yeah, no, not really. I don't like the sounds of it, you know. But Home you, surgery. You, you might run an e-commerce business and you've got a giant shed out the back Ooh. and yeah. it's full of stock and yeah. you're doing all of your work. You've got employees coming in there and doing mm. stuff. Yeah. That might then be your place of business. Yeah. Um, we'll dive into that on all a future episode. All these can affect the main residence tax exemption. That's the main point we're trying to make here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's It can get quite complicated and we're going to dive into some specific examples uh, on future episodes. Cool. Yeah. In the future. In the future. All right. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our main topic. This is my flying through this episode today, Tim. I tell you what, Dan. We're just like... I like it. We're, we're, on, we're on point. We're on point today. Mm. Uh, Tim, do you have another thing? Uh, the thing separate to the main topic <laughs> and tax... <laughs> Not that Tim and Dan, though. Yeah. Something else. <laughs> Something different entirely. It's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> These jingles write themselves. <laughs> uh, yes, actually, I do. It's... it's uh, okay, I have a couple. Have I talked about Gallipoli yet? The movie? Uh, TV the, series. The book? The TV series. No. Really great TV series on stand. Mm. came out years ago, actually, mm. as it turns out. Mm. Australian made. Mm. And I really like a good war story. Mm, I do. I do as well. And I hate being that stereotype. (laughs) There's like the male who loves a good war movie. (laughs) I know. But I do. Well, I don't (laughs) don't know know why. I just do. I don't like it for the fact of the people like killing each other. Yeah. That's no good. But it's it's historical. Yeah. So it feels very like factual in nature. It feels like I'm learning. Yeah. But there's also drama to it. Yep. There's comedy. Yeah. There's the explosions and, and uh, action. Yeah. So you're just getting the best of everything, Dan. It's all good stuff. You're getting the best of everything. And so Gallipoli really has mm. all of that. Nice. And I learned a lot about um, the whole like military action that happened there. Mm. Um, pretty dreadful, actually. It, it was is pretty dreadful. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's important that as Australians, uh, we know more about Gallipoli. Because yeah. it was pretty botched, <laughs> I gotta say. It was not good. Yes, it was not good. And um And the series is really well acted. And Mel Gibson almost died there. It was tough. Oh, poor Mel. Yeah. Mm. Archie did die. 
I didn't realize. Times. I didn't realize Mel Fort globally. No, he didn't. No, it's no. The, <laughs> the movie. <laughs> no, but no, I'm talking about the TV series on Stan. Yes. So I've read a really good Gallipoli book, which yeah. I suggest if you're into this, Tim, yeah, you yeah. should read it. And cool. it's by Peter Fitzsimmons. Okay. And it's like nice, big, thick book. Cool. Oh, maybe it was the Les Carlin. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you which one it was, but cool. mm. good Gallipoli book. Nice. goes into like the history or okay. all, all the good stuff. Like it was just so chaotic because mm. of the landscape mm. and they all landed at different sections and they just mm. had no idea where they were. So yep. no good. But so, so that was a really good TV show. Yep. The other update for me, other thing, is mm-hmm. my AFL fantasy um, team has been eliminated from the season. <laughs> Came 17th out of 20 teams. Oof. Didn't come last. Didn't come last. You're not relegated. Not relegated as far mm. as I know. And um, I didn't, I'm not going to cop the wooden spoon. That's Which good. there may be some actual wooden spoon beating mm. for the uh, person who came last. That sounds dreadful. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, my other thing this week, I got a couple other things. Um, the first one I want to talk about is I don't like that Americans call biscuits cookies. <laughs> that upsets me. What about what about how some Americans say creek? They say crack. 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 Like, crack. Like the crack. Right. I don't like that at all. Yeah. And they also call Craig Craig. Ah, Craig. That's spelt Craig. I don't like that. But yeah, the biscuit thing annoys me because... Yeah. Biscuits are biscuits and cookies are a form of biscuit. It's also, a subcategory. Mm, also, I think they, yeah, you're right. What, what's a biscuit in like, don't they have biscuits in pies as yeah, well? Yeah, so they, they, like, they call, so biscuits in America are kind of like a little cake. Yeah. That's a biscuit. It's like a, biscuit. a slice yeah. or a scone yeah. kind of, that's a, it's yeah. a biscuit. Yeah. It's not a biscuit. For people. us. American listeners listen to this right now. And I know there's a lot of you out there because mm. you do listen. Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't like it. Just right. change your way. You're Can't. the only one that does it. <laughs> it's weird. Or, or is it like we think we're normal and really it's like the Nutbush city limits we're the only country that actually does that, <laughs> that no, dance to that. No, I, I, was, I thought that. I Googled it. <laughs> and it's just them. Uh, it's it, just them. It's just them. It's just that. What the hell? 200 to 300 million people <laughs> that decided to do that. Um, also, little topical there. Mm. My mum and dad are going to America soon. Really? Yeah. So, Alicia, if you're listening, we can there's a, a shirt, shirt that can be posted to you. Alicia. Express. Yeah. Oh, by the way, another quick update actually is we had two people find our, uh, our Easter egg on the website. Yes. What are we going to send them? So, we're sending, going to send a shirt to one Shirts. of them. Nice. And the other one might get a stubby co- uh, cooler. Cool. I yeah. like it. So, congratulations for finding that team. Yeah. Uh, good work. Keep searching for that Easter egg. Yeah. It's great stuff. It's there. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my other thing this week. It's just, just I'm annoyed about just the whole biscuit cookie. Biscuit. Debacle. Biscuit cookie. Yeah, I was watching a TV show and they're like, oh, let's get a, let's get a biscuit. And I was like, man, I feel like some biscuits. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and and then, they ended up with a slice of cake. Yeah, probably. exactly. It wasn't right. <laughs> I, I think people in America are also quite confused about wheat bix. Speaking mm, of biscuits. Okay. Um, they're just not sure about them. Whereas for us, it's quite normal. You just put some milk on there. Mm. It's a biscuit. It gets mushy. Mm. Wheat Bix in America. I also have a problem with, you know, how like, do you remember um, Northeast, Southwest and never eat soggy Wheat Bix? Never eat soggy Wheat Bix. Yeah, but I love soggy Wheat (laughs) Bix. That's the way I eat them. I don't like crunchy. 
Gross. Anyway, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, two drunk podcast at gmail.com, at two drunk accountants and all the social medias, follow us on there because we're doing a lot of stuff lately. We've gone viral. Yeah, we had a video. That's COVID 2022. It's had like, how many views is that now? 20,000? I think it was 24. What? Last time I looked. Insane. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so get on there, follow us. Uh, go to our new website, twodrunkaccountants.com.au because uh, our online course is going to be released very soon we're and you can, you can get on there and, and have a look what's going on. Uh, but yeah, we're excited. Oh, and we're going to ZeroCon. And we're, we're going to media. ZeroCon. We are media at ZeroCon. We are. I'm going to be there. Tim will be there. I'll be so there. So anyone who is going to apply to be a co-host. Still apply. You should come have a chat with us while we're there. Is this the swearing button? No. Get fucked. Uh, I blurted it all. Yeah, Tim, Tim, you meant to say get. <laughs> yeah, that's the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not taking my media pass. To no. No. Yeah, we heard that. We're hoping we can interview some really interesting, uh, wonderful people. Yes, we're, we're really excited to do that. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody, and we will catch you later.